Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I talk super honestly about my postpartum experiences and the self-care practices that I wish I had paid more attention to and prioritized as part of my daily routine after having my babies. Welcome back to the Daily Dollop podcast. Everybody, what a day it is today. How good is it to just wake up and do a day? Amazing. What a gift and a blessing. I'm excited to chat to you today about my postpartum experiences. I love talking about having babies and just everything that goes along with that. Just being really super honest and real about that whole process. And in particular, I want to talk about the self-care practices straight after. So really sort of those particularly those first two to three months, but even beyond that, you know, six to eight months when I was at home with my babies. Oh, the things I would do if I could do that time again. So I really just wanted to share some things with you guys today. If there's any new mamas out there, um, you're going to enjoy this episode and I hope I encourage and inspire you to look after yourselves. And if you know someone who's just had a baby, why don't you share this episode with them? as well. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Kate Freeman and I'm a registered nutritionist and I'm the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. And fun fact about me is that when I was pregnant with my first baby, I had such bad morning sickness that I vomited multiple times a day for weeks and weeks and weeks on end for most of the pregnancy. And I was utterly miserable. I also got really bad anxiety and would have panic attacks semi-regularly. And as a result of said misery from constant nausea and vomiting, oh, and heartburn, dear God, the heartburn was so bad and my pelvis hurt. Just, yeah, I wasn't a happy chappy when I was pregnant was that my hospital chart was actually marked as high risk for postnatal depression. So they kept a really close eye on me after I had my daughter. But of course, as soon as she was born, oh, I just felt like myself again with all those hormones gone, you know, all the nausea had left me, my appetite came back. I remember being in the hospital My labor went for around 12 hours, I think, with Asha. And she'd been born a couple of hours now. And, you know, so I've like been stitched up a little bit, you know, because the vagina, it tears a bit for some people, did with me. And I've, you know, I've done the first breastfeed and the baby's sleeping. And all of a sudden it hits me. I look over at Brad and I'm like, I am so hungry, like so hungry. And so Brad grabs a nurse. He's like, oh, Kate's really hungry. Is there anything you can get her to eat? And all she had was a spam and cheese sandwich on white bread with a lot of butter. 
Not something I'd particularly enjoy, but I tell you what, I friggin' loved that sandwich. It was so good. I was so hungry and I had my appetite back. There's no way I would have eaten that while I was pregnant. And I just remember thoroughly enjoying this white bread spam and cheese sandwich after having my baby. So there you go. Just a little bit of insight to my experience with my first baby. I'd love to know if you experienced morning sickness like I did. It's fascinating to me that we experience pregnancy so differently. And I know some people who feel amazing while they're pregnant and they almost are like, oh, I'm sorry. Like they feel bad that they felt good. And I think, because I felt so rubbish. And I think to myself, no, don't you be sorry. I'm glad you're good. I would not wish my morning sickness on my worst enemy. It's terrible. So look, even though, you know, millions of women around the globe globe for thousands of years have been having babies, right? It's a pretty epic experience. And, you know, for some people it's somewhat traumatic and it's actually an enormous physiological and psychological and emotional feat. It takes an enormous toll on the body. In fact, it's similar to running an ultra marathon, you know, apart from pushing a large object through a very small hole called a vagina or having a massive opening, right, cut into your abdomen for the C-section ladies, right, which is nothing like a marathon at all, is that that little uterus of yours, it contracts for a whole minute every three to four minutes for hours and hours on end. It's like hit training from hell, just never ends. And my longest labor, like I said, was with Asha. It was about 12 hours. Pretty sure that's like a 50 kilometer run. Absolutely. I'm, I'm taking it anyway. So the thing is, not only have you done the most epic workout that you'll ever do, stretched your vagina as far as and wide as it'll ever go, right? Or moaned and screamed as loud as you'll ever moan. You now have this precious tiny little baby who needs you for everything, who relies on you every minute of the day. And, you know, I don't know about your experience, but when I look back on the first sort of three to four weeks of having a new baby, I just remember a lot of bodily fluids. And then all the the things that you have to buy to absorb said bodily fluids that just slowly filled my bathroom bin, like breast pads and sanitary napkins and nappies and baby puke rags, right? You got like blood and milk and poo and sweat and wee and baby vomit. It's just like so many bodily fluids in those first few weeks. It's just, yeah, it's out of control. And then, right, for at least the next six to 12 months after giving birth, because of the fact that birth was really hard on your body and also then looking after a small baby is pretty tough on the old body as well, is that you really need to prioritise looking after yourself more than ever. It's really important. And looking after yourself after you've had a baby is not because you're selfish or obsessed with health. You don't have to be some kind of wellness warrior to have to look after yourself, right? Or be into kale and green smoothies and want to get a six pack back. This is not what this podcast is about. This is about prioritizing self because you're a wonderful, amazing and incredible woman. You became a mother for the first time or again, and you can only put out into the world what you put in. 
And for me, when I think about that time, if I could go back in time to to when I had my babies, I would 100% look after myself a whole lot better. And here are a couple of things that I would do differently. First thing is, is I would prioritize my iron supplement. So I've mentioned in my episode on iron deficiency, my ongoing battle with iron deficiency. And it, it stemmed from a hemorrhage that I had during my first labor. I mentioned that where I lost quite a lot of blood and I was borderline a transfusion, getting of transfusion, but I didn't get one. They decided not to go for one. And I do remember for a good six to eight weeks postpartum, having like this constant sore throat, like I was going to get sick, but never actually getting sick and just being exhausted, um, very, very run down. One of the other problems that I had too was that because of my morning sickness, I actually lost a lot of weight in the first trimester of my pregnancy, about seven kilos, which is a lot for me. So I couldn't keep food down. And so I was actually, by the time I gave birth and left the hospital, I was eight kilos lighter at the end of my pregnancy than I was at the beginning. So I'm like, I'm run down, I'm underweight, I'm iron deficient, I'm trying to breastfeed a baby, right? It was not a fun time. And I wasn't, I guess I back then, I wasn't fully aware of what the iron deficiency would mean for me. And I was really blasé about taking my supplement. I would skip it for weeks on end and then be like, oh, I should take it and then take it once or twice. I was really all over the place because I just didn't compute how important it was that I took it consistently to pick my iron stores back up again. And if I could go back in time, I would 100% be really diligent with taking my iron supplement. So one of the things I want to say is please see your GP first. Don't take a supplement unless you're actually deficient it won't help you. You know, iron supplements are only necessary if you're deficient in iron. Otherwise, it's not helpful. And definitely see an accredited practicing dietitian for nutrition advice just for help with long-term iron status and definitely check out my past episode on that. The second thing that I would do differently is prioritize my lunch. The early days of being a stay-at-home mum are really tough to get used to, especially if you've worked full-time you know, in the years prior to having a baby, which I did. And, you know, I have this whole mentality that I actually still struggle with to this day and I'm I'm working on it, guys, I am, is that I find a lot of my own personal worth and value as a human being in my achievements, like doing things. And I really struggle with seeing myself as being valuable if I'm not doing anything. And so during the months when I was home with a new baby, I prioritized vacuuming, washing, of course, looking after the baby. But I had this whole thing that I had to accomplish things at home to feel like I had achieved in my day. And so that meant that I was constantly out running errands or doing jobs or doing this. And I was just like, oh, if I think about it now, I'm just like, oh, Kate, just a crazy little go-getter. Just like sit down, just sit down and eat some lunch right? Because I regularly skipped lunch. You know, I lived on peanut butter on toast. And and as a result, I was constantly hungry because remember I'm underweight too and I'm breastfeeding. I had very poor energy levels. 
I snacked on poor quality food. You know, I was irritable, teary, not a happy chappy. And if I could go back in time, I would absolutely prioritize eating a really good filling whole foods based lunch, like a really big one and sit down and eat it, right? And, and just vacuum one less room or something like that. The next thing is drinking lots of water, particularly if you're breastfeeding, this is really important. You're going to need to drink lots. I remember actually sitting down on the couch to, to feed and in the early days, I f- that's all you feel like you do is just breastfeed. You know, Brad used to come home from work and he'd be like, what did you do today? And I was like, I breastfed and I vacuumed, right? And that's pretty much it. And, and I remember when my milk would let down, I would just get hit with this huge thirst drive. And so um, I remember when I got like really cool skills with breastfeeding and I could stand up and walk around while I was breastfeeding. I'd go into the kitchen, try and find myself a glass of water because I would feel so intensely thirsty. But breastfeeding is really dehydrating because your body's making milk like a champion and that milk is mostly water. So it has to get the water from your body. Now, again, I didn't prioritize this. I just didn't, just didn't click to me how important it was that I was drinking enough water throughout the day. And I would regularly find myself, particularly in afternoons, evenings, exhausted because I was dehydrated, really headachy, cranky, etc. And dehydration we know affects your concentration, your overall well-being um, and lots more. So be a drink bottle bandit and make sure that it stays full and just follows you around wherever you go. The next thing I would do is include more healthy fats. So did you know that the nutritional composition of breast milk doesn't change with your diet? except for the types of fats that you consume. How cool is that? So regardless of what you eat, the carbohydrate component of milk, which is um, sugar, stays the same. The protein component of milk stays the same. Obviously, there's heaps of other nutrients and things, um, immune-based components of milk as well, all stays the same. The fats, the amount of fat stays generally the same, but the types of fats mimics your diet. So if you're consuming a healthy plant-based fats, omega-3 fats diet, then your breast milk will be full of these fats too, which is super cool. Avocado, nuts, seeds, extra virgin olive oil, salmon, you know, other fatty fish, chia seeds, walnuts, right? They give you one, lots of nutrition, vitamins, minerals, etc. but also a really great um, amount of healthy fats which is not only nourishing you, but your baby as well. The last thing that I would do better is make friends with fiber. Now, this was a, the fact that I wasn't consuming enough fiber was really a byproduct of the fact that I was skipping meals and not eating properly. But I don't know about you. I don't know. I'm just going to really be honest with you right now. But my experience with the first time I did a poo after giving birth was a monumental occasion. Like, dear Lord, I just couldn't even feel the whole nether region, right? It felt like it was the size of a football. I had no idea what was going on there. It was a really big deal when I finally did poo. And I remember being in the hospital and the nurses saying, you know, like, eat a prune and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but the mixture of the massive change in hormones dehydration, poor diet quality, 
constipation is very common in the postpartum period. And then along with all the other challenges of the postpartum period, right, being, you know, all blocked up and not being able to poo is really the last thing you need. So I actually have a recipe which I give to clients who are a little bit backed up. And did you know that 25% of the world's population of the Western world are constipated? So that's, that's a lot of really cranky people just freely walking around. But my do a poo smoothie, write this down, one kiwi fruit, one cup of baby spinach, half a cup of prune juice every day. Just blend that bad boy up, drink it every day. Um, you'll have 99 problems, but doing a poo will not be one of them. They are my top five tips for looking after yourself in the postpartum period. What do you wish that you did differently when you had a baby? Jump onto social media, let me know. Otherwise, have a fantastic day, team. Look after those babies. Look after your friends who have babies. And we'll see you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.